Thank you for choosing Miniaturist of Baptist Church podcast. We hope you benefit from this message. If you'd like to learn more about Miniaturist of Baptist Church, please visit our website at miniaturistachurch.org. school I did theater and so when I get nervous I start changing accents and doing really weird so you know I just gotta shake it out and not go into an Irish accent during this so if I do bear with me <laughs> so yes thank you so much for having me up here giving me the opportunity to speak to you today um, before we go any further I just want to pray it out a little bit so please pray with me Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for this church. Thank you for what you're doing here at Minatrista Baptist. Thank you for what you're doing in the hearts and minds of each and every person sitting here. God, today as I am up here, Lord, let it not be me that's up here, but you let your word speak evidently through me and despite of what I say, Lord. Um, we love you and we thank you so much for this day. In your name we pray, amen. So, if you have looked at your handout, you'll see that we're talking a little bit about complaining today. And as I was writing this, going through this, studying, and talking with Lou, I we were having a really hard time coming up with a story in which I've complained. <laughs> hard to believe, I know. But don't ask Lou or my parents right there because they'll give you false information. <laughs> Just don't do it. Don't get mixed signals. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have complained and grumbled in the past. Hard to believe. And it's a really easy habit to fall into and a really hard habit to get out of. Um, and this, more for me than anything, is a daily battle, a daily struggle. Especially in this season of life, uh, we can complain about having work, about not having work, family, friends, what's different or should be different, what's the same or should be the same. Name a subject, think of any subject, and humanity can find one little thing to complain about, to pick apart, unfortunately. Grumbling can seep into every part of our days if we let it. It'll corrupt every activity that we do. The Greek word for grumbling is, I'm going to try and get this right, gongusmos, which basically means like a secret debate or arguing in secret. It has more kind of gossipy undertones than complaining or arguing, whereas that's more outright face-to-face, -face, and grumbling's kind of like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to think about it at home, complain about it at home. So if you will, if you have a Bible with you, uh, please turn to Philippians chapter 2. I'll give you a second. We're going to be in verses 14 through 16. I'll just read it out for you. Um, Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God, without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine like them... Um, like among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life and I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain that is the reading of God's word so a little bit of context for this passage Paul the apostle Paul is writing this 
the book of Philippians, he's writing it to the church in Philippi, and that is in Greece. And while Paul was writing this book, he is currently imprisoned in Rome for spreading the word of God. Paul is literally writing about joy and suffering while sitting in a prison cell for spreading the word of God. I don't know about you, but if I were in those shoes, I don't think I would keep going back to the same thing that gets me in prison. That would be kind of hard, and Paul keeps doing it, and he writes about it joyfully. And I think that's just amazing. I, I mean, he's the Apostle Paul for a reason. Paul loves this church. He is writing to them to encourage them and tell them how proud he is of their thriving and their growing in Christ. In this book, Paul is never more upbeat, never more joyful or triumphant. And this letter is basically one big thank you note to the church of, Philippian, of the Philippians. It was the model church in Paul's eyes. And this was a church that Paul would say, hey, you see this, the church of Philippi? Be more like them. I want you to be more like them. And he refers to their, the Philippians' generosity um, in funding him in chapter 4 of Philippians. Paul is also warning this church and the people against something that poisons our churches and communities so quickly, and that is complaining. He encourages them by holding firmly to the truth and the word of God that it will bring them joy and strength even in the most difficult of times. The churches in this day had a lot to worry about and a lot to complain about, whether it was legalistic Jews trying to force their laws on them, or whether it was leaders who knew Jesus and what his ministry was doing and wanted to put a stop to it. Paul made sure to encourage them in that. So in your notes, you have some questions, and we'll just go through those. Um, the first question is, why do we complain? Why do we grumble about things? Personally, for me, sometimes I complain to feel more control in a situation that I don't have control over. I want people to know how I would handle things or how I would do things differently. And maybe if the right person hears me, they'll let me do it. They'll let me fix the situation. That rarely happens, but just maybe that'll happen. For some people, it's maybe not to do anything at all. Maybe it's just to be heard. Maybe you just want your voice out there. Maybe you just want to let the person in charge know that, hey, I could do that way better if I had the opportunity. I, I don't, but just hear me out on that. Our second question is, what do we bring upon ourselves when we decide to complain? First, we bring bitterness into our hearts. We bring anger into our relationships. Sometimes we bring secrecy. It's a gateway to gossip. We can bring tension in the body of Christ. We can even divide the body of Christ. And it also sucks our joy away. Question three. Why does God dislike it when we complain? Firstly, we complain against his will and his plan for us. Jeremiah 29.11 clearly states that I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. God specifically states that 
He knows the plans. They are good and not for harm. God has the roadmap of our life and the steps on how to get there. And when we complain against that plan, we're saying, God, the roadmap I see is the better one, and I think that I know better than you. So I'm just going to do it my way. God wants to give us joy, and he wants us to have that. And by complaining, we're pushing that away. Matthew 7, 7 and 8 says, Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find it. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. Everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. And everyone who knocks on the door, it will be opened to them. God is waiting right there to give you joy. He wants to give it to you. He's ready. His hands are extended with it. And by complaining, we say, well, I can find it somewhere else. I don't need that. I've got it all figured out. On top of that, joy is a fruit of the Spirit, which the Holy Spirit helps grow within us. And by grumbling and complaining, we're stifling the Holy Spirit's power, which is a big no-no. Matthew 7, 17-20 says, A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, you can identify people by their actions. People know when our joy is fake. You can see right through it. You can see when somebody's putting on a fake smile, like, yeah, it's great, everything's fine. Thank you for asking. But people can tell, people can see through. James 3, 5, and 6 also describes how powerful the tongue is and how much damage it can do. The combination of what we say and what we do have a really big influence on how we impact the kingdom. And I know this is kind of cliche, like, yeah, I already knew that. But just hear me out. If someone were to walk in today, somebody new, hear a message and then hear the speaker afterwards complaining about life or just having a grumbly disposition in general, what would that say about, firstly, our church, secondly, the church, and finally, Christianity as a whole? It wouldn't say very good things. It would say that we're complainers and fake people. And I'm not saying plaster on a smile and get through the Sunday, be fake. I'm saying that there's a time and a place to get frustrations off your chest in a healthy manner. There's a time and place for you to feel angry and sad, those healthy emotions. But complaining is not a healthy outlet to feel those things. And I know sometimes it's hard to say, oh yeah, I, I, I can't complain about that. It's hard to think on your feet. I know sometimes it's hard for me to think on my feet of, oh shoot, I was complaining about that. I should just stop. It's normally afterwards that I'm like, yeah, I was grumbling a lot. So I know I need to be a little bit more aware of what I'm saying, who I'm saying it to. For our fourth question is, what does this passage say that God wants for us? God wants us to be innocent like children, not innocent as naive or oblivious or ignorant. The Greek word for innocent is akirios. 
Hopefully I pronounced that right. It has two definitions. First, as you would think, it means not evil or clean. But the second meaning is um, pure, as in unmixed wines or metals. So like pure gold or fresh, pure wine, God desires us to be untouched by anything that can make us dirty. For those of you who have kids or grandkids or even know a kid, <laughs> you know when you hear them say a bad word for the first time or you hear them say a phrase, you go, where did you hear, who taught you that? It makes your heart sink a little bit like, oh, this innocent child, a piece of that is gone now because they know what this means, they know this word. They're growing up. They're becoming an adult. They're not innocent little kids anymore. God's desire for us is to remain pure and innocent. And complaining and grumbling takes away from his plan and brings dirt and yuck into that purity. Being children of God means we, we reflect God's character. We are not children of the world, so we do not reflect the world's character. And while we'll never reflect God perfectly while we're here, here on earth, while we're fallen, this should not stop us from striving towards becoming more and more like him, looking more and more like him, and reflecting him more and more. Finally, God wants us to live in unity with the body of Christ and not in division complaining about the other side. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 and 13 reminds us that we are all one body. I'm really sorry to tell you guys, there are people in this body that you will never agree with and that you will never like. But here's the thing. We are specifically told to focus on things above, not of things of this earth. Not of the little things that seem to divide us daily. I think that complaining brings our focus from heaven down to the darkness of this earth. Jesus died on the cross to unify us and to save us. And his focus was solely on the things of heaven. We get distracted and we like to sit in our yuck. Be honest, sometimes we like to complain. Sometimes it relieves the pressure in our heads a little bit. We like to sit in that. But we get so focused on the little things that are dividing us instead of, the, instead of humbly focusing on the amazing thing that unifies us all. Ephesians says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together in peace. Every effort, church, big and small, insignificant or significant, God calls us to strive in, in unified peace with the body together. Your fifth question is, why should you and I care about this? First, Paul tells the Philippians to have joy so that they can shine like stars in the wicked world. I looked at the word fuster, which is a Greek word for light or star, um, that word is only used very few times in the Bible, like twice, maybe three times. I don't remember for sure. 
But when it's used other times in the Bible, it's comparable to the light that God's glory gives off. I love that. How cool is that? Paul is telling us that by being joyful and having peaceful unity with the body of Christ, we can show God's awesome glory. I love that so much that we have that capability, that we have that power. We can do that by genuinely loving our neighbor or doing the bare minimum and not complaining about them. Third, Paul talks about the day of Christ's return. If you take one thing from this, please take this, that you and only you get to decide whether you complain about a situation or not. I can tell you firsthand, no one has ever forced me to complain about something. Nobody has twisted my arm into saying, okay, I didn't like that. Jeez, you get that choice. That means that you and I are the only ones who will be able to account for those choices face-to-face with the Almighty God. As we've been saying, that day is coming soon. Church, it's practically here where we will stand face-to-face by ourselves in front of God. And we, when he asks us about this, we get to say, it was really hard. Family stuff was hard. Work was hard. School was hard. Life was hard. But I rooted myself in you. I found my joy solely in you. And I did not complain. Or we look up into the face of God and say, yeah, I did. And it felt good. But it doesn't now. (laughs) I let my joy be circumstantial instead of finding it in you. Paul literally writes four verses prior to our passage that every knee will bow in heaven, on earth, and below the earth. And every tongue will declare that Jesus is Lord for the glory of God the Father. This means you. This means me. This means the person that you immediately thought of when I started talking about complaining. And it means the person that you least expected. If there's anything that God is teaching me right now is that I need to reevaluate my circumstances and what I constantly complain about. God has been so, so, so good to me. Provided everything I needed and more. And yet I still complain hourly. Please, church, pray hard before you grumble. Remember who's listening and who will have to account for it one day. Don't let the sweet joy and the strength and the peace and all that God gives that he's extending to you, don't let that pass you by. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Minnetrista Baptist Church is a community of Christ followers who value preaching and teaching scripture, biblical obedience, community, prayer, and evangelism. If you'd like to learn more about Minnetrista Baptist Church, please visit our website at minnetristachurch.org and come by for a Sunday morning service. We'd love to meet you.